We need each other. It's good to be with brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. We need each other. And I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm so grateful for the body. Ah, God is so good. Boy, we just had a great discipleship, didn't we? Whoa, we learned about being some living sacrifices. <laughs> Whoa, that hit. Oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, but it was good. It was good. I, I think that uh, we've all got a different perspective of what it means to be a living sacrifice. But let's just go before the Lord. Um, if you want to just lift your hands and just begin to just worship him. He's so good. He's so good. Um, the children are in here, but it's OK. This is the truth. Ryan asked me the other day. My son asked me. He had something in his hand that was kind of like uh, some beads. And he asked me, was this kind of what they used to beat Jesus with? And I had to be honest with him. And it broke my heart because it really reminded me of the sacrifice that Jesus took. And I had to explain to him that what a cat of nine tails was. That a cat of nine tails actually had shards of glass and it had shards of nails and it had pieces of steel and things that when it inflicted the wound that it would cut through his flesh, that it wasn't simple, like just little beads that he literally was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was of our peace was upon him. Literally, he took those nails. He took those those flogs. He took those stripes. Y'all, it's not something we're just reading that just sounds good. He really took our pain. He took our suffering. He took every lash for you. He took every lash for me. If you don't know what a cat of nine tails looks like, I, I, I suggest you Google it. Go look at what it looked like. It wasn't, it, it was serious. It wasn't something to play with. They were brutal in the way that they did things. And Jesus did that for you. And he did it for me. And we say, thank you, God. We say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you saw me. You saw me when you took those stripes, Lord God. You saw me, Father. Sometimes we can get so busy and we can get so familiar with the word that the truth of those words can become just mundane, Father God, but what you did is not mundane. What you did was not ordinary, Lord God. It was supernatural. It was super ordinary, Father God. And the fact that you took that for me and for everyone here, Father God, and you took it for those that you knew that would reject you. You took it for those that you knew would e wouldn't even accept your gift. We say thank you. We say you are crowned king of kings. You are crowned Lord of lords. You are the majestic one. We say glory to you. Glory to the lamb, Lord God. Ha. It's due you, Father God. Oh, my gosh. I just can't say enough. I, and it takes those times sometimes to remind us. Oh, the nails he took. Oh, the flogs he took. Oh, the stripes he took for me. He was wounded for me. Ha. And yet he sits in glory and every knee will bow. Ha <laughs> ha. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord because he is. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. You are the living word. You are the truth and the light, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Majestic, majestic, majesty. Declare with your mouth who he is. God, thank you, Jesus. Mm. And we do present ourselves as living sacrifices. We have a better understanding of what that means. The free gift that you gave, the free gift that you gave, we give it back to you, Lord God, with our lives. Help us to divorce ourselves from the things of this world. Help us to just lay aside every weight, lay aside everything, Father God, that may seek to go above, just be above you, Father God. We ask you, Lord God, to just teach us, Lord God, to be that living sacrifice, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, that that comes through fellowship with you, that comes through intimacy with you, that comes through knowing first and foremost that you love us, that you're for us, that you love us, that you're for us, that you love us, Father God. You've loved us before time, Lord God. You loved us before eternity, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you for loving us, Father. Thank you for loving us, God. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. I just am so grateful this morning. I have such a heart of gratitude. Mm. I just can't say thank you enough. Whew. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You know, sometimes we thank them. We start, you know, when we say, what are you thankful for? A lot of times we automatically go to cars and houses and material things. But thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for the gift of a sound mind. Thank you for the gift, Lord God, of walking in favor. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth. Thank you for the gift of your son father god thank you for the gift of family thank you for the gift of people thank you for the gift of the body thank you that we're not alone in this place thank you that we're not alone that we have others that we can shoulder with father god thank you that in the dark night lord god you are there speaking with us thank you lord god that we can sleep in peace father god there were times when i couldn't sleep in peace father god but I thank you, Lord God, that you came, Father God, and you, your Holy Spirit gave me peace and allowed my mind to stay clear and allowed my mind, Lord God, to get back on the right path, Father. Hallelujah. There were times when I was out of my mind when I just couldn't even think. Depression and anxiety had me just all over the place, Father God. That wasn't your will for me, Father God. And I look back over 2020 and I look at where we are now in 2021. And all I can say is thank you. All I can say is thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for being that healer. Thank you, Jesus, for being that mind regulator. Thank you, Father God, for all that you do, Lord God. It ain't about the houses and the cars. We know that that comes because of you. You desire to give us good gifts, but the greatest gift, Father God, is our lives. The greatest gift is eternal life, Lord God, and we lay that down for you, Father God. We choose this day to worship and to praise and to sacrifice to you, Father God. Thank you that you are increasing our level of obedience. You're increasing our level of want to be with you. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in each and every one of us, Father God, in this new year, Lord God. You're drawing us closer. 
You're drawing us closer, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the drawing that you draw nigh to us, Father God. Hallelujah for the drawing, for the drawing, for the drawing, God, that you don't leave us as orphans, Father God, but you call us sons and daughters, Father. Oh, what a precious gift, Father God. Oh, what a precious gift you are, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't leave us alone. We're not orphans, Father God. You said for those that you've given the right to those that are just, just receive you. You've given us the right to be called sons of God. To all that will receive you, you've given us the right to be sons of God. We just have to receive. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. In this new year, Lord Jesus, we give it all to you. We give it all to you, God. All that we are, all that we ever could be, Father God, anything that wasn't, I'm like Paul, Lord God, whatever it was, Lord God, I counted as dung. I just want to know you, God. I just want to know you, Lord Jesus. Give us a heart, Lord God, to be drawn closer to you, Lord God. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I just know there's such a shift, Father God. There's such a, a drawing, a wooing, and that comes from you. Because you're such a loving father. It's not anything that we've done. Oh, it's such a great gift, Father God. And we receive it today. We receive it today, Lord God. We receive the spirit, the beautiful spirit of who you are, Lord God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. <sighs> We are yours. We're yours, God. All that we are. I lift my hands and I just surrender, God. We just surrender. Surrender to him, Lord. If you're holding on to something, if you're holding on to a mindset, if you're holding on to, to anything, just surrender it to it. Just surrender it to him. We talked about being living sacrifices. Don't crawl off the altar. Don't get up. Lay it down and leave it there. He knows what's best for us. He knows what to do with everything. When we can't, he takes over. In our weaknesses, he's made strong. He starts at the end of us. <laughs> Lord, we lay, us, we lay us down. We lay us aside, Father God. And we say, have your way, God. Have your way, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Go before us today, Father God, in this service, Lord God. Help us not to just come in routinely and to think that everything has to be done a certain way we want to be submitted to your holy spirit breathe upon us lord god breathe upon the word of god breathe upon the word that pastor joshua is going to bring lord god let it be words of life let it be words of of transformation let it be words lord god that are going to change our hearts and minds lord god help us to focus in and to listen lord god so that we can hear what thus says the lord we don't come in just expecting just the same thing every week, Lord God, because we know that you are an ever-changing God. You are the same yesterday and forever, Lord God, but we know that in you, Lord God, is, is just freshness and newness. You're a new God every day, Lord God. You present us with new mercies and new things every day. You are the great scientist, the great physician, the great everything, and we just pray, Lord God, that today, Lord, as the architect, Lord God, that you are, as you build our houses, Lord God, mm, as you build us, 
the building process that's going on in us, Father God. We thank you that we are building on good ground. We are building on solid foundation because we're building yes. upon you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Be enthroned in our praise today, Lord, Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Can you just lift your hands to heaven? Come on. Continue to open up your mouth. Come on. Continue to open up your mouth. Continue to open up your mouth. Continue to open up your mouth. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. I don't know about you, but I got a hallelujah in my belly. I got to thank you, Jesus, in my belly this morning. I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning with my mind saying, God, I thank you this morning. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we erect praise this morning. We add on my show time. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We praise your name, God. Hey. Manda, come on. For one minute, turn the music up. I want you to just praise your father. Praise his name. We give you glory, Jesus. We give you honor, Jesus. Nobody like you, oh God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let praises rise. Let praises rise. Yeah, Tayan de la Masso. Rendalama, Kayan de la Masso. Reba Kasha Taya Tiai. Lendereme so Tayan de I. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. So worthy God, yeah. So worthy God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lend Alabashotaya. We give you the praise, God. We give you glory, God. You're faithful, God. Lend Alamakataya Nelabashotaya Nelai. Thank you, Lord God. We give you the praise. 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 We give you glory this morning. For you are glorious, God. 
we thank you for your grace and mercy. Your kindness, God. Touch your people this morning, Lord. Lord, we love you. Precious Jesus, sweet and wonderful Savior, sweet and wonderful Savior, sweet and wonderful Savior, hallelujah. Glory to your name. You can turn it down for me. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory this morning. We honor you. We love you. We thank God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Your majesty. We give you the praise this morning. For you deserve it all. And there is no one like you. We thank you for your grace, your mercy that continues to go on and on. Sanctify our minds, purify our hearts. We desire to know more of you. Do as you will this day in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I want us, we're going to take a moment. You may be seated just for a moment. And you can keep that playing just lightly. How many are ready for 2021? Glory to God. How many were blessed by our, uh, our, our service that we have? Amen. Amen. How many of you know that God was faithful through 2020? Glory to God. It doesn't matter what goes on in life. God doesn't change, but we can shift into what we're supposed to be in him. Amen. And so we believe in God as he go forward. I want to take time out and you can put on instrumental uh, time out. And we're going to just give a couple of testimonies of what God has done um, in our learning and our development in 2020 and what God, uh, his faithfulness uh, through the year. Amen. Although there were challenges, although there were a lot of things going on, how many of you know that God is still faithful? He's an unchangeable God and he is still faithful and he's blown many of our minds um, during this time. I don't know about you. It's interesting and we're going to learn this, but sometime when the world is at going crazy, it becomes the best year for believers. You're going to learn how to walk on water. You're going to learn when the storm is raging, how to walk on top of it. You're going to learn how to get through it. Amen. So I'm going to understand what God meant when he said, you are the head and not the tail. I become the head and the influence when things happen because I am the answer. I am the light. I am. Come on. I am the light. I am the light. Say that with me. I am the light. Watch this. You can't be seen unless it's darkness. 
Ah, I'm going to say that again. See, some of us are running from darkness, but the reality of it is you cannot be seen until there's darkness, which means that they need, it, the, we need darkness for light to be shown. So don't get scared of darkness. You're called to it because God is going to see you through it. Can you say amen? If I can get a mic back here, I, I, I want uh, our leaders, if we can start with them, and, and, and I want you to just come share something, and your time clock is back there. I got one too, Lord Jesus, so I don't get in trouble. And, and we are going to uh, share our testimonies. Amen? Glory to God. Testing one, two. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And, and as you said uh, earlier, Pastor, um, it was a time. It was it was a tough time for some people. But um, I just reflected back on the message that you gave on 12 31 19. And I went back to my journal and it was, Where does your desire lay? And I, uh, in my notes, I put to entrust everything my life, my family, my job, my possession to his control and guidance. And not understanding what was coming up, because, you know, that was January. We didn't know nothing about a COVID. We didn't know nothing about any of that. And that moment, I had to go back to understand what it meant to entrust my job, my life, my family, and all my possessions to let God guide. And that's what 2020, I, I, that did for me. And it, I entrusted everything to him. And I can say this for our family, the Jaspers, it was an awesome year. It was an awesome year, you know. And then the other thing was that we talked about at that time, this time, well, last year, was anger and worries are two of the most destructive emotions. But, it, but, that, but what that reveals is the lack of faith that you have in God's control. I wasn't angry too much last year, baby. What was I? <laughs> I didn't worry much because I still got a lot of black in my hair. But in 2020, guys, guys, it was an awesome year for us, and it was an awesome year for BCC. And I'm telling you guys, 2021 is only going to keep going more and more and more. Amen. Thank y'all. Amen. So I don't, I don't have no notes, but... Um... When I think about the growth that has impacted us since we've been here, Pastor Josh asked us on Thursday night how long we have been here. We've been here actually a year in October of 2020. But it has been great in the Jasper household. And I think what we both learn um, doing ministry together is no longer going around the mountain. And I just believe that this is for truly somebody. We can come to church every Sunday. But if nothing is growing and moving in your life, because it was a time when something was a strain on us. So let me just back up before I go further with this. I'm only here because God sent me here. So sometimes when you do church, people will have the tendency to run you off. But I know God sent me here because we didn't know the Bernards and Pastor Crystal was in my business when I first met them at a marriage conference because Kelvin and I actually went and we had just had a little tat on a couple of days. And then she said the same tat. And I said, I don't know who she is. She needs to go. She in my business. And then we sitting up on the front row. 
But God said something different when he whispered in my ear and said, go find Pastor Josh. So when I told Kelvin, no, we ain't going nowhere. You know, I've done ministry in church long enough to where church hurt will make you leave. But when you grow in God's word, not in God's work, not in the work of doing ministry, but when you grow in God's word, the growth in your life is so significant. I support my pastors 100%. There is nothing that they can't say, Joanne, go clean the toilet or whatever. If God put me here, there's a reason for me to clean the toilet. And I believe that because when I see the growth, whether it's spiritually, whether it's financially, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my life for my children, the evidence is when your 27-year-old can say, oh, it must be great, something going on with you. That's when you know that there's something different in your life. So nothing that my children do, say, or don't do can can just touch me anymore i want to also say there's a show called pixar the, the 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 show soul you guys need to watch that because it is there's there's a message behind it jamie fox is the man mr joe at the end he was given a second chance and i believe god gives us a second chance because he had went to it's time for you to basically come home. But he had to, it goes back to the living sacrifice that we talked about this morning. He thought what he was put on earth to do was just to play jazz music. But his purpose was to give life to someone else that desired a second chance to go back on earth. And he didn't see it until at the end, but he gave up his life. He was the living sacrifice to say, give it to her. And you coming home with me. What he didn't know was God had a plan. I'm through. God had a plan for him to where God said, I'm going to send you back, but your life is going to be different. He sent Kelvin and I back. We've been doing ministry for years, but life is so different. There's no worry. There's no going around the mountain. I say to our BCC family, don't run when things get scared. Don't run when things get tight. Hold on to what God has put into our man and woman of God to be a blessing to you. You may not see it. You may not know it. But I promise you, your life has a purpose. And when he give you that second chance, we said like on the movie, so we stepping out. We're going to live our best life for God first. Just go ahead and go next. Hallelujah. Y'all know. My testimony for 2020. Thank you, first lady. But yet and still. (laughs) Uh, My testimony is, I was like, well, before I start, I was like, I don't have anything to say, but I have plenty to say. And my testimony was about is how God showed his strong arm pertaining to my daughter for self-defense where she could have went to prison. 
And God told me, what did I say about her in the aforementioned? What did I say about her in the beginning? And I had to call that out because God said that he formed us in our mother's womb before, I mean, before we were formed in our parents' womb. So I had to call out what she is in the spirit. And God changed the heart of the king, which first Kings or second Kings tells us that he will change the heart of the king. And he changed the heart of the king to where she did not face no prison time or anything. So that's my testimony to where remember what God has called you. Remember what he said about you. If you do not know, he will send someone in your path to pour into you who you really are. It's not what the world say that you are. It's what God says that you are and that you will be. So that's my testimony. Amen. Good, good morning. This is going to be hard for me. Uh, um, well, my testimony for 2020 is he's still working on me. Uh-huh. I, um. I'm growing, and I'm comfortable, and I love this church, and I love Pastor Joshua and Crystal Benoit, Marla, Angela, y'all been a blessing to me. Um, they've showed me, and they talk to me, they pray with me, and, and everything. But he's working on me, and he showed me that, hey, I'm I'm worth it, and he's not gonna give up on me. And he took me out of a a lot of a lot of distress. I'm not as angry. I'm not depressed. I'm not, I don't have as much anxiety as I, I used to have. And it, everything is just getting better and better for me. And I know the more I keep coming, the more I'm gonna learn, then the stronger I'm gonna get. And I thank you all. <laughs> oh my gosh I can just I can just everybody everything everybody said has said has been for me as well um been in ministry all my life um been let me say been in church <laughs> all my life um and in the last years just like the Jaspers I was called to come back to Dallas had no desire to come back but then once I came back I was like okay uh yeah Lord what now and so um he sent me here he sent my sister first and I came and I was like yeah this is a nice church but I'm single and this is a family atmosphere a lot of you know couples and children and yeah this is probably not the place for me and he's like no this is the place for you and uh, he said, what is it that you said you wanted, Marlon? I said, I wanted family. I wanted to get back to family and be around people and children and everything else. And so that's what he gave me. And I look at the children and they run up to me and they love on me. And I see you, Angel. And um, <laughs> and they, they, they love me and I love them. And you don't have to have children 
to be an influence. You don't have to have birthed a child to be a motherly figure. You don't have to have a child to be an auntie. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things that I have gleaned from this ministry, not to mention the fact that I'm growing spiritually. Um, 2020, like the pastor said, was a year where a lot of people um, may have gone through some things, but for me, it was a blessed time. I worked less this year and got more. That ain't nothing but Holy Spirit. And as of Thursday, um, and it's just so, I just I keep hearing pastors say, you know, it's a process. Walk the process. We have to walk out the process. And in the process, as you're walking out, then the Father, he can bless you because he sees, okay, she's ready. Now she's ready. I can bless her. I can do this, you know, whatever else. And so in that process, you know, I had desired a home you know, and he blessed me with one. So on April, I'm, I'm sorry, December 31st, I closed on my house. It's beautiful. <laughs> he will bless you. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. I have a three bedroom home with three baths. It is almost 2000 square feet. It's on a golf course. The scenery from my bedroom, the scenery from my living room, the scenery from my kitchen is beautiful. It's a golf course. And I'm just like, only, yeah, only God can do this. And so I just encourage you guys, keep walking forward. Keep walking forward. There's, there's when, you, when you do the process, the blessings are going to come because you're trusting him and you're surrendered to him. And the more you surrender to him, the more he can entrust us. And the more he entrusts us, the, you know, the further you go in him and the deeper you go in him. So just hold on to the process. Like uh, sister um, Joanne said, come walk it out. You got to It's there's strength in unity. You know, we're all, we all a processes. We are all a works in process, but I need you. You need me. I need my foot. I need my arm. I need my eye. <laughs> in order to walk out this process. So um, that's what 2020 was for me. Um, just not only did I grow spiritually, but in my growth, I just seen just the, the beauty and the blessings of the Lord. Um, it adds, it, it makes one rich and it adds no sorrow. Something God's been working with me for a long time because I hate standing up in front of people. Okay, in 2020, so many things have happened for me. But first, I had to let go of my past. But you don't understand what all that meant. My brother, he had to run away from my care. I, had, I took care of him for a very long time and for 12 years and my dad I took care of my dad too and they had a lot of issues where I, I had to take care of so many things and I, I I can't even tell you how many times I got on my hands and knees and I said God give me the strength to keep going for them keep doing what I gotta do I said it's a sacrifice and I love you so I love them so much 
I just don't have time for church. Help me, God. Help me, God. You know, you know what my heart is. You know how I love you so much. But they need me. They look forward to seeing me on Sundays. I pulled them out, went and, you know, I went to go visit them, took care of them. And I remember telling my family, my kids, my adopted kids, whatever you want to call them. I got so many that I help raise. Um, they were all checking up on me and, and because my dad passed away in, in May. Now, before that, my brother, he was found in, in, in a, um, a bad place. And, and then I had to uh, take him off of, of life support because his brain shut down and all kinds of stuff because his way of living. And he was the one that was in church all these years. I backed out of it because I didn't want that kind of church. So God wooed me back in. I ran into, I mean, God knew my heart. And, and I read the Bible and I prayed and I searched him out all the time. And I ran into Tree. I call her name Tree. Her name is Miss Winters, Winner. And she is the most precious person I think I've ever known in my life. And we clicked. And, and she called me up like three weeks ago. And she says, you need to come over where I'm at. And I said, what you talking about? She said, I totally gave my life back to the Lord. And you need to come on. And I said, okay. And then it was like a week, week and a half later. God woke me up in the middle of the night. Malachi 3.8. I said, oh boy. I said, man, I ain't trying to get up right now. You know, I can't think. I can't read. I can't do nothing at this time. So I got up, went to the bathroom. And I still couldn't go back to sleep. I said, okay. I looked at it. And I was like, okay, you're calling me. I got to go. I mean, I'm tired of being spanked. I'm tired of everything just falling apart. I'm tired. But you've always made sure. He always made sure. I'm trying to make this short, make you understand. The people used to call me up to be encouraged. They wanted, you know, they knew I was going all, through all kinds of hell. But I was always looking for the light in, 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 the, in the darkness. All the time. People call me up and, and expect me to moan and groan. And they ain't going to get it from me. Because God has walked me through so many things. That I could walk through anything with God now. And I know that, that I don't pray for the strength. I pray that I abide in him and he abides in me. I finally got that point. And God is so good. He's been so, I mean, so awesome to my family. When my job told me, I, my main job, told everybody they couldn't get unemployment, I got unemployment and I got the other plump thing, okay? I got unemployment and I got what they were giving me. Plus, my other job paid me like I was a full-timer over there, and I'm not a full-timer. I was like, whoa, hey, what happened here? I said, thank you, Lord Jesus. So the next thing I know, I wasn't in church at the time. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm going to tithe my money, whatever it is. I'm going to tithe it to whatever. One time I saw a lady with, with, with a sign that said she needed groceries and stuff. 
I just went to the bank. I said, Lord, really? <laughs> so <laughs> rolled around. I gave her the whole wad. And I said, here you go. God bless you. She's like, ah! She was tripping. She couldn't believe it. And then another time, you know, God told me to do something else and told me to do something else and told me to do something else. And I just keep doing it. And my kids, they notice these things. And they, they say, God's always got you. Well, I said, yes. Huh? And, and he got you too. You just have to learn to reach out and grab the hem of his garment and trust in him. That's all I got to say. I am so happy. I love this place. I can't wait to get here. My kids say, something's seriously going on with you because you're happy. And I was depressed. You got to understand. I mean, that's all I did was caretake for a long time. And I said, I feel alone. And then... My friend told me, come here. I don't feel alone. Amen. I know you're here for me, and I'm here for you. I pray for you all the time. Even though I, I still hadn't figured out how to do all that, grab a hold and whatever, I'll, you know, get on to you once in a while or say, hey, how y'all doing? God bless, you know, but I don't know. It is where it is. I am so obsolete with all that crap. No, I don't care. <laughs> God bless sweet uh man 2020 was a an amazing year for us um so uh i don't know if everyone knows but we're 14 weeks pregnant so we've been trying <laughs> yeah we i'm 14 weeks pregnant <laughs> but we've been we've been wanting another child for a couple years now so we've it's really just been on our heart and um I think the people like closest to us, like and new and, you know, everyone's like, when are you going to have another kid? What are you gonna? And it just kind of almost became like hard to talk about because it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know why it's taking so long or so just something is that we definitely grieve, but it's something like, I think we just like started talking about it, like right before we got pregnant, like how we really felt just about it. And, um, and so I think Angela even reached out to me one day and she asked me, she's like, you know, I know everybody in the church is getting pregnant and, you know, so how do you feel? Because, you know, I know where you guys' heart is on what, like one another child. And so I was like, you know, I've thought about that, you know, as far as like, you know, the enemy just trying to like, you know, kind of twist other people's blessing, kind of make, but I like, you know, we rebuke it and, you know, just get back, you know? And so we started fasting and praying in, when was it? September? Yeah. And then we got pregnant, um, I think the beginning of October. And so, yeah, so the Lord had gave a few people dreams about us being pregnant and things like that. So, yeah, we're just so grateful. And all throughout 2020, none so never missed a day of work. <laughs> so he never missed the day of work. So they, he was essential. So, you know, we never had a pay cut or anything like that. Never lost funds. Um and then lastly, just recently, we're able to rent out our home because we moved, relocated to Arlington. And that's been something that we've been talking about for about three years. We've been in the house and our intent was that it was always going to be a rental property. And so in January, we actually had it on the market to sell and um, it didn't end up selling as fast as we thought it would. And so we're like, OK, let's just, you know, pull back and kind of like pray about it some more. And so now by the end of the year, uh, our tenant moved in last Friday. So we're so excited about that. <laughs> That's a whole nother process. <laughs> and so we're just grateful for just all the relationships here, all the wisdom. Miss Van, just, she's just, the, oh, I can just kiss her. She's so amazing. Like she's been helping us with the whole, you know, process and um, our last testimony is 
just as far as like God providing provision when our, our tenants are expecting. And so someone in their family wanted to help them kind of like save up for their baby. So they paid uh, their security deposit and then the first six months of rent in advance. Yeah. So they wired us about $12,000 to kind of like, and so, (laughs) and so we're like, wow, like God just is just like just provision all over the place. So man, and it was something I was like, I don't know, are we ready? Like, I don't know. You know, you kind of just talk yourselves out of things, but man, God's just truly providing. So we're, we're grateful. Good morning, BCC. I was kind of trying to wait because I'm always up here talking, I feel like. I was hoping Jay would be here too. Okay, thank you. Hi. (laughs) I was hoping my husband would be here with me because this testimony is really us together. God has done so much and I left my phone. I wanted to read this scripture because 2020 started off one way and ended up another way. You know that I don't know if y'all on Facebook, that meme, how it started, how it's going. Have y'all seen that meme on Facebook where it's like how it started and this is how it's going? Yeah, if we we did how it started versus how it's going. It'd be a whole different story, but started off not so good. Um, God had me, though. And um, 2020 was a little rough at the beginning. Um, I was going through some things. I dealt with some depression, dealt with some anxiety, was having a difficult time. And I won't go into too much detail because we got the children in the room. But thank God for good pastors that were there for me. And they, me and Javen, and they came over and they were helping us and walking through some things. The enemy was really, and a lot of times when we deal with anxiety and depression, I'm finding out, you know, he really is just trying to keep you from your destiny, keep you from walking out your purpose, keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Because in the process, I was so just out of everything. I just stopped everything. You know, when you're, you don't want to do anything. So I stopped my radio show. I stopped writing books. I stopped doing, I stopped everything. So I wasn't productive. I wasn't doing anything for the kingdom. And, you know, I was just stagnant. And we have a progressive guy. We have a guy that's ever movable. They're always changing. You know, you know, you, he's constantly pouring life. And so that's definitely not him when you're in that season. And so I had stopped everything. And one Sunday, Pastor Crystal was like, uh, y'all remember that Sunday? She was like, uh, you need to start your show back ASAP. I literally, that's why it's so important that you're connected to the right people. Because when God speaks a word, he doesn't, all, he's going to speak it through people. He speaks through the Holy Spirit through us, but sometimes he'll speak a specific word through your leaders, through other believers. And you have to be sensitive to that and be, hear God. I wasn't hearing really God really good during that time because I was so out of it. And she said, you need to start that back ASAP. I didn't want to start it back. I was still depressed. I was like, I am not starting a show back when I'm feeling like this. But I knew that God had spoke to her because he had been ta- kind of hitting me with that, but I was trying to ignore it. And so when she said that, I literally called the station manager, the owner the next day and was like, hey, I got to start my show back. When I tell you when I start them first few shows, it's sometimes you just have to buy faith to start taking that step. It's not that you feel it. It's not that it's something you want to do. I just had to take that step. And she kept saying, don't wait, do it now. Okay. You know? <laughs> and when she says, I mean, it was like, bam, I knew that was for me. So even the first few shows, I remember being like this, it was so difficult, but I had to rely on Jesus, which we should anyways. But I had to literally, I was so weak. I said, Lord, in your strength, you're going to have to do this show for me because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And literally the Holy Spirit spoke through me. He spoke, he gave me the ideas, he gave me the answers, and he continues to do that. So that's number one. Number two, um, 
Jay and I just, God has just been faithful with us as far as finances, as far as I, I have not technically worked. I work, but I haven't technically worked uh, teaching. And since I had Ryan, I stopped teaching when I had Ryan. So our second income is pretty much just, you know, off of books and things like that. But it's not like, you know, he basically is the one income. Let's just say that. Um, but we have not missed anything. We have been blessed, bills paid, everything. So then on top of that, God told me to write my second book last year. He told me it was going to be a children's book. He gave me the words for it and everything last year. I had stopped writing. I had stopped doing everything because I told you first three months was a hot mess. God reminded me to get back on that book. Just released my second book, which is a children's book. It released and he told me it would be released before the year was up. It was literally released on December 30th or 31st. I mean, like literally, I was like, Jesus, I'm going to get it out by 2020. So I literally have the 2020 mark because it was released on December 28th or something like that. So that was number two. Keep going. Let's talk about Cheesecake Factory. How many of y'all like Cheesecake Factory? I love Cheesecake Factory and I really love it even more now. God had told us last year that we were supposed to move. He told me that we were going to be in a new house by Christmas, but we were lagging and delaying, fearful a little bit. Can we afford this? Arm of the flesh. You know, can I do this in my own strength? Is, is this something we can do? Always looking at us. And the Lord is like, what did I say? So let's fast forward to coffee coffee, I mean, Cheesecake Factory, two months ago, October, beginning of October, I got one minute, eight seconds. Um, we go to eat with our pastors. We, the, a process, a, again, it's important that you're connected to the right people. We get to talking. They tell us after two years, they moving again. I told my husband, they moving again, and we still in the same house, and we ain't moved yet. I was like, oh my goodness. So, through the process, we began to talk. They were like, you know, look at this. You can do A, B, C, and D, blah, blah, blah show you how good God is. One income, we qualified for a house that we unbelievably on paper should not have qualified for. I was looking for four bedrooms. As I was looking for four bedrooms, the Lord told me, why are you limiting my hand? Why are you just looking for four bedrooms? You don't think I can give you a fifth bedroom? I continued in my strength to look at four bedrooms. My wonderful amazing realtor comes to me and says, "Trust me, don't don't question what I'm about to do." Everything she showed us was five bedrooms. And I told her, do you know the Lord told us that he was going to give us five bedrooms? And he told me not to limit his hand. So good to have you somebody in the Holy Spirit as far as your realtor is concerned. So that's another thing. So we are now on one income in a five bedroom, five bathroom, game room, theater room, house, not to boast, not any of that. But just to say there is no way but God, because on paper, they didn't even use my income. My little book sales and stuff. They was like, no. We're just going to use that one income because you ain't making enough, you know, so to qualify that on one income. And for me, it's not about the things, but I know that what's what I need to explain is all the things that you're hearing that happen as a result. Our spiritual life is caught up with it. It's not just the things as we've been growing in things that God has been given us in the natural. Our lives have grown so much in the spirit. We have grown in depth in the way we pray. We've grown in depth in our love walk with the Lord. We've grown in depth in how we understand who the Holy Spirit is, how we understand God's will for our lives. And so that's the most important to me. If I could say for 2020 is my trajectory of who God is has changed considerably. Our family has changed. Javian prays more. I pray more. We're, we're more united in prayer as a couple. All of those things. So I'm grateful. I'm just grateful to you guys. I'm grateful for this family. Thank you guys. 
body is so important. When I was going through what I was going through, there were people that prayed for me. They said, I don't even know why, but the Lord put you on my heart to pray. And I'm like, you have no idea. Thank you. Amen. Good morning, Believers Connection. I'm grateful to be before everyone today, you know, and just driving in when I, when we were coming to church, the Lord said, um, or it came to me, he says, God is looking for covenant expression in 2021. And just, uh, that's just a confirming word for what you said. And um, he said, if, if you abided me, my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will, or you ask what you desire, and it's going to be done. He's also looking to manifest the kingdom wealth, which is what where, where our pastors are teaching us about what, what it really is to hold what hold the truth of the word of God and steward the provision. Because we, we try to hold the provision and we don't want nothing to do with the word. But that's just what he's telling me for 2021, that he wants to do kingdom expression through us. Because it's, it's like he says, it's, it's coming through us and it has to manifest in the earth. So how God did that for me and my family in 2020 was that um, I was a part of a mega church. I was, I was up, you know, I was on the trajectory to take some positions, but the Lord told me you're more committed to where you are than you are to where you're going. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, there's, there's no if, ands, or let's pray about it. You know, my wife and I, we were praying about it, but once I heard that, it was like, okay, we gotta make a transition. So I met the Bernards in 2012 that was a long time ago. And like, we were just kicking it, having fun, you know, young adult ministry, you know, and they had just gotten married and like, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so like it, it was, it was cool playing basketball, you know? So like, and since, like, since then I hadn't, I hadn't seen them or met them until I, I reconnected with, I met Noso in 2012, 13. And I, we just recently reconnected with him and Mercedes. So it was through them, you know, it was like, hey, hey, come, come meet us at our church because our church was closed because of coronavirus. So, hey, yeah, come to our church. And that's how the process began with the apostle in 2019. Then 2020, we came because coronavirus. So that was when we made the transition in the summertime to come to Believer's Connection. So I think for me, that's how God established his covenant with my family, you know, and um even even our last name, Osarenier, it means God knows what is best. And and you know, I don't want to go too much into that, but just um I changed my last name. Let me just say that. Um I changed my last name to my father's middle name. So, and that's kind of a traditional thing in, in Nigerian culture. So and, and just seeing how God has expressed his covenant in that name change, how almost how God um did for Abraham is his name was Abram and changed to Abraham, you know, then Sarai was Sarah, you know, and, and how, you know, Jacob, Israel. So anytime God wants to express his covenant, he changes our name. He he changes our identity to match up with what he called us to be. So I, I think for me, that's how God expressed his covenant for my family. Yeah, I will try to make this very, very quick. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, okay. You're going to have to really speed this up. But God is good. Um, wow. This year has been more than amazing. My heart goes out to those who have 
lost loved ones and grieving. Um, I lost a loved one early this year. So I understand that grieving process. But also what I understand is I know that God will bring you something to replace that grief. So yes, we did lose someone, but we also gained a beautiful granddaughter this year as well. So God is good. God is so good. But <clears throat> I'm probably, as you, for those who don't know, I'm Crystal's mom. So I'm probably one of the older um, members as well as um, one of the older ones. But anyway, I have seen wise. Oh, that's fine. Wise. Oh, whatever. I'm good with all of it. I'm good. It's a blessing. Uh, but I have um, seen our church grow amazingly what God has done year after year after year after year. And as a wiser <laughs> member, um, I can say that you are never too old to learn. God will always, God is a moving God. God is a progressing God. God is so deep. And that's where he wants us to go deeper and deeper. And he will take you there. And this year was probably truly a, a paradigm shift for me. And not because of the pandemic. That was a, yeah, we won't even talk about that. But God showed me this year, he said, you belong to me. And everything you do is for me. And the one thing, the most important thing to God is his souls. And once I really grasped that and put souls first, out of every, nothing mattered but souls and how you treat them, how you touch people's lives. Those, every one of us are God's children. Every person that you touch, that you see is God's children, it's his soul. And it is so critical how you treat them. Rather they're in church or not in church, those are God's souls. And that's what God showed me this year more than ever. And it's not that I was a bad person. And not that I wasn't a loving person and a caring person and a giving person, all of that. But I did not view it in the eyes of it was God's souls. These are God's people. These are his children. And once my eyes were open, once I received the revelation of that, it just changed truly my trajectory of everything. The connection with the church, even though I was a member, even though I was one of the pioneers, even though I was involved in ministry, the connection was different. I became a part of the body. I really became a part of the body. I understood then when he says, I need you connected. I need everyone connected. 
and I need you connected. I need you in place. And I've heard that over and over again as people is up here that, you know, being a part of the body and being the arm and being the leg and being the, it's so critical that we are one. We are one family. We cannot, we need each other. We need each other. And uh, once you understand that and you connect, when you really connect as a family and as one body, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. Everything that you desire and God, it will happen because you are connected to the body. And I mean, just echoing what my sister Marla said, I mean, I worked less this year and made three times as much. <laughs> I, I mean, I made three times as much and I, I worked less. God will take the work out of your success because it's him. It's him. It's God that is doing it through you. But you have to surrender yourself. You totally. And that surrender means, first of all, is not thinking about yourself. It's no longer about you. It's no longer yours. It's his. Everything is his. Right, my sister? The covenant, covenant house. It's his. My sister named her house before she got it. She said it's going to be the covenant house. She named it before she, she claimed it in the spirit and she received it. It manifested. And it was through her faith, through, I mean, and it's all of, about our faith walk and our walk, our connection. Stay connected to the body. If nothing else, I run into 2001 is con stay connected with the body. Because the oil flows from the head. The oil flows from the head. And I'm sure pastor is going to testify after me, but let me tell you, it flows from the head. And if you are connected, guess what? You go, you're going to be blessed with the overflow. So anyway, I, I just pray that if nothing else, you just embrace the body and that you are valuable. We need you. We need you. Stay connected to the body. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Bless you. I want y'all to give, uh, hold one second. Give her a hand clap. Now, show her hand. Come on. How many of you have been touched from something that she is exposed or given expression to? This is how God connects. And so we thank you for, for what you do. So we love you. Amen. Come on, give them a hand clap. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of you see how faithful God has been? He has been faithful. I'm going to take a moment to, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did, was, was there a, a one more? Go, I'm sorry, both of you, both of you, come on, come on, and you, you can go next. Typically not my thing, 
but um, I just felt the Lord just tell me if he, if pastor does say, is there one more person to stand up? Um, so, oh, it's just like, <laughs> um, um, and this time in uh, last year, 2020 has been, um, I think just a reflection for me um, eternally in my heart, um, in my mind, um, just having a renewing. And I felt that before coming here to BCC. And um, I think the seed was planted in October when we came, when Apostle um, spoke. Um, the first time coming here, when Mercedes and Noso um, invited us. And I felt, I just kept it to myself, but I said that this is where we're supposed to be planted. Um, and there was such a, a newness, you know, in the gospel. And um, anyways, I'm just grateful for the new relationship um, that I'm having with our Heavenly Father. And I want to thank our pastors um, for the dedication to God and their true leadership um, as leaders and you know, when you grow up in the church, you just go through the form, the rules, the religiousness, and there's no change in your heart, in your mind. And I haven't felt that and seen a, a growth in the last six months um, in me since being here. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and I've never experienced divine alignment in every area, personally, maritally, generationally, and just seeing, it's like seeing it and kind of looking, I'm like, oh, Lord, this is this is a lot. This is a lot of change, but um, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm so grateful for his love and just how he, he knew the right timing. He knew I probably wouldn't receive this two years ago, but he knew 2020 that this would be, this is the time for change in our family. And I'm so grateful. Um, even maritally, we've been married for five years and just culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, just culturally changed. There's so much change that that you have when you bring this together. But I'm grateful for um, again just the leadership again from them, from um, again from also Miss Vanya for her prayers, her text messages. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for you allowing the Holy Spirit to lay that upon your heart to pray for me, and I'm grateful for that. Um, lastly. Um, financially, um, I just think it's great. Um, and just a praise report that um, since coming here to BCC, we've paid off four debts, big debts. <laughs> um, we have three left um, as far as credits. Um, next is our cars. We actually downsized. Um, and just being very humble and saying, Lord, I just want you know, for you to take us through this process and to change us, that we will change this generation and we will not continue to go on, that no matter what it looks like, no matter what it may look to other people, I'm so grateful that we did it. And it's crazy is that in 2020, we had another realtor. Um, we had our house in the market for about 11 months, nothing moved, nothing happened. And then um, someone that actually came to my husband and gave him a card and said, hey, I know they can sell your house quickly. She literally came to our home and in six days our home sold. And um, 
for more than what we thought it would be sold, it was sold for. So I'm just so grateful for um, just everything that's happened. So it's great. Amen. Sitting there listening to everyone's testimony, I was like, okay, God, I'll go up there. <laughs> um, I'm just so grateful. Um, I met Crystal this year. In 2020, she reminded me, uh, it was at a, a My Sister's Keeper conference, and I was going there for work because most of the things that I do, it's always involving work or my kids. That's what constantly keeps me going, work and my kids. And I met her at a conference, and she was such a powerful, powerful speaker that afterwards I was just like, I have to go up there and just, you know, meet her personally. And I met her, and she even came to the table, and she talked to me a few minutes, and I was just like, man, like, you know, it was something about her that, that I wanted to gravitate towards, right? And it was, it was so great, but of course, Life happens, and um, we we went on vacation in March. So I met her in February, went on vacation in March, and when we were coming back, COVID was here. And so I hadn't um, been to my job um, since March, and things were happening and things like that. And I we had just got married in October of 2019, and Stephen was still, um, he had moved in with us in Miralagos in Grand Prairie. And he was like, babe, I think we need to get another house. We need to get another house. We need to get something together, you know? And I was like, hmm. But he was still working and God was working on me. And then finally I was like, okay, we're gonna go and get something together. And somehow we, I mean, we, we even put a um, contract on a home in Fort Worth in this beautiful neighborhood, golf course community. It was beautiful. And we had the seven day option period and something was in our spirit and we was like, mm, we don't know, this is not it. So we backed out within those seven days. We find ourselves, Stephen, I actually went to California and I said, babe, you know what this is? I said, if you figure it out, you do it. Uh, but this was in June now, we're in June, July. I was like, if you find a house, okay. And so he found, he kept looking while I'm in California, living my best life. And, <laughs> and um, I FaceTimed him and then he, we went into the house and he liked it. And I said, okay, good. If you like it, baby, then I love it. So here we are, we're in Arlington now and I'm looking, we're looking for churches. And so I'm visiting a bunch of different churches, just visiting churches and the kids are loving the churches, and I'm just like, mm, not there, not there. And I still remember Crystal, and I was just like, let me check my Instagram. Okay, she she gave me the address and the name of the church and so many messages ago, but I never erased it or anything. And I went back, and I didn't even message her to let her know that I was coming on the Sunday. So I was like, surely she probably forgot me. <laughs> but um, I, I end up coming here, and then... You know, I think I came here about twice, and then Stephen came once. And so we were here the three times. And then on the second time Stephen came, Pastor mentioned and said, well, if you want to join, and both of Stephen and I, and it's funny because, you know, me and Stephen, we're working on the unity and stuff, but we actually looked at each other. Stephen did like this, 
and then we joined that day, you know? <laughs> and so it has been wonderful because um, even though I thought I was losing something because I was like, man, I don't have that fifth bedroom anymore. I don't have that media room anymore. I like my neighbors, all of that stuff, you know? And now I'm here and being in Arlington has opened up another life like that I've never even thought about. From our neighbors that we have now, from the house that we enjoy now, the peace, the it's like being in nature, but still being a part of the city. It's, you know, and then coming here with a church home and um, we've just been blessed. We've just been really, really blessed. And even getting that unity, it's one of the things that I um, always, and I think she's such a great uh, mentor, Pastor Crystal. I've always, kids in my job, I got, you know, I got them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Even when I was a single, because I was a single mother for over 10 years. So I didn't have that, you know, but I was like, my kids won't be disadvantaged. They're going to, they're going to live better than people with two parent homes. And so we've always been like that, always traveling, always doing all of that. I'm instilling things in them because I want them to grow up and, you know, be assets to the kingdom. And Crystal, meeting her, she just, it was something in her, and I was just like, okay, she has home and job together, you know, and, and it's just something, because a lot of times as women, we're just like, oh, no, we're Miss Independent, we can do this and stuff like that, and sometimes we, we forget that, no, you want that home, you need that home base to be together, it's not always about what you do for your career, it's not always about what you're doing for something, no, you need that, that home together, you know. And that's what she's inspired in me to say, okay, I can do this. I, I don't have to give 100% outside the home, uh, you know, or 100% to the kids. I can also get the home life as a wife. I can start figuring out how that is and, and learning about how that should be. So that's what I'm grateful for you for. <laughs> Come on, give me my last clap. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand clap for his faithfulness. We're going to just take a moment to uh, dismiss the kids just for a second. I thank the Lord for what he's uh, done since I've been at uh, Believers Connection. I came here in uh, what, 2013, 14, and uh, it's truly been a blessing to me and and I seen how the church have grown and everything. And I remember the Lord gave me a word for him to say, uh, don't change what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, and he, Pastor Bernard and Pastor Chris, first lady, been doing what they, the Lord been having them to do. And we, I seen the increase. I seen the, uh, the God explosion in it, what he just been manifesting himself and showing himself strong in their lives and in my life and everyone member of the church lives and truly has been a blessing and the Lord and just dealing with me how to just to uh, he spoke to me the, uh, the day and other day to be uh, look for more God inter interruptions. You can see the children interrupt you. Saying you say stop kids, quit, stop interrupting, or you the phone calls might interrupt it. But when you get God interruptions, when He give you divine instructions, show you, you he may say, take forty dollars, go down to King Road and then make a left on this road and then go that road and go down that alley 
And here's a homeless man. I want you to give forty dollars like he did Ananias. Divine interruptions. That's what the Lord was uh, dealing with me about. And I say I'm looking forward to more divine interruption this year. Every day I want many divine interruptions. You know, devil uh, cut God short. That's what he was saying. And I say with him as a, a thousand days is as a day and a, a, a thousand a thousand years is as a a day or whatever how it goes. But truly, that's a blessing knowing that God is in control and He wants us to live a, a spirit filled life. And I think I've been went through things this year and went through a lot of blessings this year too. And the uh, Lord have like say. I've been working less now, and the Lord's just been providing strongly. He's been opening doors, and just been waiting on him. Be at the house, maybe watching TV, and the Lord will just show me something to do or open doors, and I get a phone call, and I be getting them scam calls. But the Lord always, and if it's an important call, he always have me to answer. I don't even look at the phone. I just know to pick it up and, and answer, and then there's somebody, I need you to do this. Or, or something. So truly it's a blessing when you walk in and uh, being teachable. Like say we're not I never too you're never too old to learn. Being teachable, he could get an increase. You can see him getting an increase. You may say trials before blessing. You may go through some things, but it's a blessing behind it all. God like say his glory. He take pleasure in his glory, he glorifying him. When you glorify God, you're gonna see the increase in what he have for you. You'll see the life in everything. He created this all. This is his glory. This whole earth it, us is his glory. So it's a blessing when you knowing he's glorifying and want to he see himself glorifying and praising him. Yeah. When I come to church, I come for expect, expecting something to change in me. I like to I love to praise the Lord. At home I be he been just give me just keep me in prayer more when I'm in my car. He'll have me to sing to me. They sing. He asked me to sing to him. I'm not a uh, making millions of dollars like, but uh, he have a purpose for all of it. He want to show himself strong in all of it, knowing he's in control. Amen. That was a blessing when he said uh, about, about more God interruption. That's what he's gonna do in our lives. It's just not for me. Amen. Look for God to interrupt you, what you're doing. Amen. Amen. He'll make a way for you to do it when he give you a divine instruction. Amen. Look for divine instruction. Spirit, like you say, we want to be a spiritual people. Amen. That's a blessing when you build. You were looking for God to do something when you wake up. Amen. Where you at, God? Amen. What you want me to do, God? Amen. He's going to do it on this 2021. going to be a mind-blowing experience. So just look for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Can y'all do something for me? Can we just stand really quickly? And we're going to pray. And we're just going to get in a little bit. Come on. Y'all ready to build your home? How many of you? Come on. You're going you're gonna to learn how to expand your appetite for the word of God. Amen. How many of you are encouraged by those testimonies of what God has done? Amen. I don't know about you, but sometimes I hear a testimony. I grab it for me. I say, Lord, you know what? If it can happen for them, it's going to happen for me. Glory to God. And so we believe in God for what he's going to do. Father, we thank you for what you have brought us through and what you're continuing to do. 
we say that you are God and God alone. And there is no one else above you, God. We love you. We thank you, Lord. Give us something continually this year that will hold us, that will mold us, that will shape us into your divine call. We thank you for your grace and mercy, for your kindness on our life. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. I'm going to, if you can give me about uh, 20 minutes, uh, and I'm going to try to just take 10 of them. Just 10 of them, okay? Just 10. Yeah, yeah Pastor, we heard this before. I, we've been to enough churches. They say five more minutes, and it's 30 minutes later. But I, I want to really help you understand how to regain your time in 2021 the bible says that he's going to restore some things restore the time that things were lost that the locust has stolen but one of the problems with believers is we always think that god is going to give us the stuff but he said no i'm going to restore the time which means what you do in the time matters so you're not getting something restored you're getting the time back which means you need the principles that govern what you're going to do in the time. Because if you don't get what you need to uh, govern the time right, you'll still not access the expansion of what you are an heir for. Can you say amen? Are you interested in that just a little bit this morning? Glory to God. I want you to go to Matthew 25 really quickly. Matthew 25. And because of the time, I'm going to paraphrase a lot. And we're going to believe God. Amen. Thank you, men back there. And you know, I'm going to start this series called Stay Lit. How many of you know you're going to have to stay lit? I think that's a, a new age term. How many of y'all heard that? I think I heard one of the young ones said that. And I was preparing. I said, you know what? Stay lit. I was like, yeah, that's it, God. We need to stay lit in 2021. Now, y'all forgive me. I don't know if I'm a little old school or what. I'm a little behind on the, a lot of stuff out there. But I heard stay lit. Tell somebody, stay lit. Tell your neighbor, come on. You're going to have to stay lit. If you're going to make it in 2021, you got to learn to stay lit. Glory to God. Next time you see your teenager, tell them, hey, I'm staying lit. They'll be like, mama, daddy, what happened to you? What church you go to this one? Yeah, we're going to learn to stay lit. Hallelujah. And, and, and we're going to learn how to restore the time to restore the time. And I want you to understand, I'm going to hit a couple of things and I want you to be mindful that we're learning spirit teaching. We're learning what? So I'm not going, I'm, I'm starting from a higher level. Are y'all catching me? So I'm going to give you some secrets of the spirit. Some secrets of the what? Not the natural. I'm going to give you secrets of the spirit to help you understand how to navigate the power that you can overcome in all things. Amen. Matthew 25, 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out and meeting the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they what? 
tell somebody I'm about to wake up. Mm, I might have been delayed, but I can't be sleeping while it's delayed. Glory to God. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. This is the ghetto version. Give me some of your oil. Give me your oil. For, <laughs> for our lamps are gone out. But rather those who sell and buy for yourself. Excuse me. Uh, they said, no, least you should not be not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Verse 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the doors were shut. Afterwards, the other virgin came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered them and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are going to win this year. You have to understand how to consistently keep yourself oiled up. You got to consistently keep the oil because where there's oil, the fire can burn. I want you to hear me this morning. I told you I'm not going to start low. We're going to start high. You got to learn that without oil, it's hard for the fire to continue to burn. One of the problems that we're having is we don't know how to consistently enable the power that holds us together. Now, this might be new to us because we're learning how to hold the spirit. And if you haven't learned to live in the realm of the spirit, it's kind of new language to you about the spirit realm. But once you learn the spirit realm teaching and you start to learn how to live in that realm, now you start to navigate things of that realm and you learn how to hold the realm. But you cannot hold the realm where you can't learn to hold power. You cannot hold the realm if you haven't learned how to hold substance. The Bible says faith is the substance of things that are what? It's the what? Substance. Somebody say substance. Which means if you're not getting substance out of your prayers, you're not getting substance out of what God is giving you, you're not really understanding what faith came to do. Because without substance, you really don't have the strength that you need to move forward in nothing that you do. You're actually talking your way through, but it will never work beyond what you can really do. Y'all hear me? So you have to understand, number one, what substance is. What is substance? It's tangible, isn't it? It's alive. It's well. How many of y'all know Jesus is alive and well? So when a person have not learned to construct substance and keep it, you are a talking Christian. How many of y'all ready to go from a talking Christian to a walking Christian? Come on, I, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm wanna, I want to help us to learn from being, stop being a talking Christian to a, because a, a walking Christian actually starts to manifest what they say. They don't just talk about it. They, their words not just dragging in their life. They're learning how to walk in it. And if you're not going to get this type of teaching, you're never going to walk in it. And, and this is where we have to understand substance is real. God's substance is real. There is nothing that you should do in activity that's not producing substance. 
Most believers, we've learned in church, we do a lot of activity, 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 activity. And because we haven't understood substance, we don't know what to test if we got more and less. Or Jesus said, test yourself to see if you're in the faith. How in the world am I going to test myself? Do I test it by saying hallelujah, thank you, Jesus? And that means that I'm still saved? Do I test it by looking at my blessings? And does that mean I got God? No, he's saying test your measure of faith. Which means when you understand spiritual substance and the hold of it, you learn how to test your measure. I can test my measure right now. I can tell how, how, much, how much measure I have. I know when the measure is low. I know when the measure is high. I know when the measure needs more for where I'm trying to go. Which means some of us, the, the issue is not in the last year that you couldn't go beyond because God had a moratorium over you. Sometimes it's not what you're not doing bad, it's what you're not what you're not doing good, what you're not doing right. I'm going to say that one more time. In the believer's life, we have not learned, we think it's us learning. The Bible says we are to train. We are going into the world and we're going to disciple the nations to and teaching them to obey all the commandments. We teach them to do what? Obey all the commandments. Now, this is interesting because the, the, the law is what keeps us to obey. But Jesus never called us to live by the law. He called us to live by liberty through love. Are y'all catching me? The Bible says the law is for lawlessness, which means the law is made for those who are lawless. However, we are called to teach people as a tutor by the law until they learn to obey. Because either you're going to be forced to obey in Christ or you're going to be forced to obey. Glory to God. But the goodness about Christ is you're not supposed to stay there. You're supposed to learn through love how to get the liberty and license so you can live freely. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that we have to get to a place where we understand how to walk in Christ. It's not just a saying. It's not just a quotation. It's not something that you just learn because you went to church. This is something real that when you learn substance of Christ and you really give what he ordained you to give, he, give, he gives you something to live. And the more that you get to stand in that living substance, the more you're going to stand. But if you don't learn that substance, let me give you a quick clue here. I don't care what you say. I don't care how much you shout. I don't care how much you cry. If you don't learn how to get more substance, you'll never overcome. Are y'all all right with this so far? Somebody say spirit teachings. Yeah, because I, I, can I be honest with you? It sounds so good that we can have church and we can encourage you and equip you and do all these things. But if you watch this, if you never learn how to get to God yourself and really build yourself up in the spirit. And I'm talking about getting a place where, you know, I'm built here and I need to stay here. It's going to be a disservice to you. So all the events and all that stuff, it's good to fellowship. It's good to do that. But how many of you are ready to really overcome some stuff? Come on. I don't want to just say I just love the church because it's a good church and we got a good ministry. I love that. And that's what we're supposed to be as a family of God. But I want to say I learned how to die. Listen, I learned how to submit myself and really gain something in the spirit. And when I go home and when I go to my work and wherever I go, I'm an influence and a light and a power wherever I go. 
Are y'all catching me? So you have to understand that we are called to win. Joel 2.25, so I will restore to you the years. Somebody say he's restoring the years. So he's not restoring the stuff. I got to help believers understand something because we like to pray for the stuff. But he never said he's restoring the stuff because he's already dead. It. It's already complete. He said, I'm restoring the years, which means what you're going to do in the years is what's going to matter of what you're going to manifest. Somebody say, what I do in the years matter. Which means I can't do what I was doing if I didn't like my year back then, but I need to do something different in this year. Glory to God. That the swarming locust, look who we're eating. Let, let me show you who's who been eating stuff up. Watch this. The swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, a great army which I sent among you. I'm going to stop right there. I don't have time to go over what the locusts are, but I want you to understand there are things that are eating it up. Which means it wasn't that it wasn't present, just something ate it. It wasn't that God didn't give it, it's just something ate it. And we wasn't aware because we didn't have substance. We had, we had Christianity. We didn't have substance. We had church. We didn't have substance. We had words. We didn't have substance. And so if we're going to understand how to really walk this thing out, you're going to have to understand who God really is and what is the empowerment that he come to give us. Because if you never learn how to be empowered, I am not talking about just a prayer, a prayer towards what? You pray to get what? You're fasting to do what? How many of you tired of beating the air? Well, I fasted for what? Well, I pray every day. That's so good. Are you getting fruit out of it? It's something manifesting out of it. Are y'all catching me? And so God never wanted us to do activity without the manifestation of something coming out of it. Can you say amen? Glory to God. God wants to restore my years. Somebody, somebody say that with me. God is restoring my years. God is restoring my years. So for us to understand this year how we're going to win, number one, you got to understand spiritual things. Somebody say spiritual things. I am, listen to me, I'm looking at everybody in here. You are mature enough to understand spiritual things. The problem is you got to get out of the baby talk. Well, God, you know, I'm still working. He's still working on me. Listen to me. God is working on all of us, but that doesn't mean we qualify what the work is. So don't put your label or your date on what the work is, which means you're now telling God how long the date going to take when he might have wanted to do it today. Tell somebody today is Monday, which means the work is not based on God. It's based on your agreement. Oh, well, Michael, you know, my process. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Jesus said, I've already finished it. Why are you talking about your process? He ain't got a process. He already finished the work. The work is, all, he can't do nothing else. All he can do is try to help you to agree with what he's already done. Which means your process that you keep talking about, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm helping my church understand, stop qualifying what you call process. 
Because it might be your qualification of what you're declaring process to be might not be God's process. It might be your lack of agreement. Which means I'm always finding, I'm looking for a new process. Because I'm not qualifying my process. God, is that my process? Tell you what, today I'm going to die and I'm just going to say yes today. I ain't got two weeks to do this. I'm going to just say yes and do it today. Why today is today? We're just going to agree today. Oh, Lord. All right. I done lost about two of y'all. Tell somebody what today is today. I'm just going to say yes today. Yeah. You know what? Forget the process thing. Jesus said it's already finished. I'm just going to say yes to it today. And, 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 and listen to me. This is the danger of our, our process because a lot of times we say that we don't realize unconsciously we're saying we have not changed. And Jesus said, when you repented, you already changed. You're perfect now. So you already came out process. What are you talking about? You're perfect. What you're thinking in your mind is, well, I might do it again and I'm still in it. Well, the problem is we haven't repented just yet then. Are y'all all right with this? It doesn't mean you're not struggling. It just means that we need to grow a little deeper in who he is so we can trust him in this. Because repentance starts with agreeing with God. I haven't repented until I agree, agree with. Which means if I still have the same testimony in and out, I haven't agreed with God. That's why he called the difference between the worldly repentance and the godly repentance. Godly repentance agrees with God, even though, watch this, you still don't, you don't, listen, you just got out of it. But you're saying, God, I agree with you, and I'm going to walk the walk. It's not up to you to think about if you're going to mess up again. It's up to you to keep walking to know him. And if you mess up again, guess what? Repent quickly and get back on track. That's the goodness of God. Are y'all catching me? But repentance means I'm solely, I'm sold into what he said, not what I'm thinking about what my process is. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I, I, is that helping some of us out? Because uh, sometimes what we call our process can be dangerous to our development. Because we don't understand the underlining factors that's with that language. Are y'all catching me? So you just agree with God and let God do whatever he's doing. Don't say that it's always a process because the process is just now. You know why the process is now? Because faith is now. I, I wish I had 10 people that would have just heard what I just said. The reason why process is now, the, Jesus said, now faith is. He said, now faith is. So what? So if faith is now, I don't have to wait till later. Ah, oh, glory. If faith is now, I am not qualified to wait till later. I can hold into what he said now. Tell somebody he's a now God. Well, you know, I'm still dealing with that's okay. You just need to believe what he said about you. And when you start believing, you know what? Tell you what, I don't get it all, but I'm just going to believe what he said now. Tell somebody I'm believing right now, just right now. That's all I needed. I didn't, I didn't need all that other stuff. I just needed to believe right now. Is that easy and that hard? Why is it hard? Because we don't think God is that 
Glory to God. All right. I mean, you're getting something so far. So I want you to understand that we have to come to a place where we understand that God is trying to give us time back of what's been stolen from your family, what's been stolen from your mother, what's been stolen from your father, what's been stolen from your line. How many of you believe that there's things been stolen from your line? Can I, can I be honest with you? I know things has been stolen from the line. You know why? But Jesus said there should be generational access that not many of us have access to. So that shows that we have not learned generationally how to cross the bridge. And this generation, a lot of us have done better than it has. But how many know God wants to give us more than you know, some things, some scriptures be messing me up. He said, listen, a good man leaving inheritance for his children and his children. I said, God, you, you, I better be listening to God real good. Could you tell me about some real stuff, God? So you're telling me I got to leave some inheritance for my children? And, and I start writing them numbers. I'm like, Lord. So if that's possible, that means the spirit is not limited. Oh, I would, I, I, y'all sleeping on me. Okay. That means that there's a lot that God wants to say. It might not be God that's not trying to say it. It might be my limited thinking and what I think. How many of y'all want some inheritance? And stop always just thinking about money. It's and that too. I'm not just talking about just money. You better leave some spiritual inheritance. Some deliver. Come on, some mental inheritance. You better leave some doctrinal inheritance. We need more. Listen, we need all of it. Glory to God. So Jesus said, I'm going, uh, we, we are, I'm going to restore the years. Now, why the years? Watch this. Ephesians 5.15. Watch this. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise, redeeming the, redeeming the time. Somebody say redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, it's interesting because now he's saying, I want to restore the time. And then now he's telling you to redeem it. Don't walk foolishly, but redeem the time. Are y'all catching me? He said, be wise. That's why he's saying don't be uh, over drunk it with wine and all that stuff the Bible says. He's telling you spend more time learning substance in me so you can redeem the time. Because the more that you keep spending time where your time, watch this, will never get you the access of overcoming because you don't have the power that, that, that solidifies where you're trying to go. You're wasting time. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Redeem the time, for the days are evil. Redeeming the time means take it back. It means to buy it back. If I'm redeeming something, I'm purchasing it back. But I can't purchase it back if I don't have nothing to pay for it. Oh, glory to God. The problem is we're trying to gain where we don't have nothing to pay for. 
We don't have no spiritual equity to manifest. Oh, somebody say spirit teaching. Can I help you understand the biggest problem with the church? We don't have nothing to deliver but words. Can I tell you something else in spirit teaching? Words don't get you too, too far if it's not in the character of substance. Are are y'all catching me? Which means your prayer life is the most important time that you need to have. All right. Amen. Glory. All right. See, you're missing it. Your prayer life is the most important time that you need to have. Because until you do that, you don't get that. You cannot access the power in talking. Are y'all all right with this? Let's go a little deeper here. Ah, Jesus. See, see you got to learn how to put a demand on sustainable power. Say, learn to put a demand on his power. Which means when God doesn't see a demand on the power, he doesn't release it. But the problem we're having is most believers not even conscious of the power. So we don't even understand what it takes to even do this real spiritual life because we're still learning how to get to the power. Do you know how to put a demand on the power? I, I can tell, watch this. That we don't understand because we don't, listen, our time with God is still optional. And so if our time with God is still optional, it proves the fact that we don't need him in what we think we can do spiritually. What we think we can do spiritually. And the danger is we can, listen to me, sometime God will allow you even some room just so you can visit. But how many of you ready to stay somewhere that you visited? You, you let me visit God. I took my toe in that, that realm, and then I don't know where it happened to it. But I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to stay in some realm. Which means you have to learn how to put a demand on the power. Because without the substance and the power of God, you are limited in your degree of accessing what you're trying to do. Are y'all catching this? I wish there was a better way to inspire you to understand this walk. But honestly, it's really, it, it keeps you in a cycle, not really understanding what this walk really is. Jesus said that you're going to live on faith. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. The word produces power because it's pointing to Jesus. Are y'all catching me? But if I am not erupting and evoking power on my day-to-day, I'm, I want to ask you, what are you living on? And the fact that you don't have a degree of a discipline to keep the substance, to hold that level, to keep the demand going, I'm asking you, what are you living on? Well, I think that's only for pastors to do all that stuff. Well, and I think only bishops and apostles do all that stuff. Let me tell you something. Jesus said, listen, I gave the five to teach them for the sake of the work of the ministry. How in the world are you going to go into arenas out there and you have nothing to manifest? 
Tell somebody, I'm about to get in this. I'm about to get into this. Glory to God. Y'all all right? Boy, y'all looking. Glory to God. We're going to get there. Hallelujah. So you got to understand how to sustain it. Somebody say sustain it. The foolish virgins didn't sustain their oil. Somebody say there's levels. There's portions. Which mean if you don't know the portion, you can lose the portion and you don't even know you lost it. If I have no portion, guess what? I am hungry. I am so sorry. I can't meet. I can't go eat. I got to go meet with God. I need a little more portion to walk this life. Are y'all catching this? I didn't say I just needed a shout and a remembrance. See, this is the difference because we have learned to live so far with God. And we know him from this place of a tutor that he's good. But the next step is learning to live in the spirit. First step was getting you to the spirit in you. The next step was supposed to learn, teach you how to live. And if you're not living in the spirit, you have not exercised your spiritual senses. So you don't know whether it's up, down, sideways, not there, in there, wh wherever it is. And if we're doing that, the adversary, he knows, listen to me, he knows how much you carry. That's why some of them are, are very afraid of you and some of them aren't afraid at all. That's why he told the men of Sceva, for all I know, I can see his carry. He does some stuff to our kingdom. Peter, I know, but we're checking you out right now. And we can tell that you're, you, you're not in a line like that. So you're trying to invoke their power, you. And I'm so sorry, you're not going to leave like that. But how many of you know it's time to come into some stuff? Come on, how many of you ready to come into some power? How many of you ready to invoke some real substance in God? Glory to God. If, if we don't learn to put a demand and keep a demand on the power of God, it's going to be very dangerous to take levels of and steps because now you got to understand every time God brings you higher than you are Peter you started out good but you didn't start out good by yourself so you need to understand who's keeping who's who's keeping the water held up you got to understand who's holding you together and if Jesus really holding you together I need him to hold me together in deeper depths and higher heights. Are oh, y'all catching me? Because God is, listen to me. This is a spiritual thing going on. We do not fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in this unseen realm, which means until you learn how to step up in some real power, the, the adversaries don't respect you. I'm so sorry. Y'all better get used to these messages because God did something different and I'm going to have to get a little more higher myself. Which means when I speak, I, I want to provoke something there. 
because devil's got to get out. And don't be ashamed. We all have them. We all had them, but, but they got to go. Glory to God. And Jesus said, in my name, you will cast out. Why we, are, why we ain't talking about that? This is the church. And some of us are good about it. If you just sense a little something, like, Pastor, I think I need some deliverance. <laughs> now, all of y'all don't need deliverance. It's just your mindset. But if you feel you do, let's do it. it it's not nothing to be ashamed about. I, don't, I remember when I first got real with God. I don't know what came out of me. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just closed the door. This was years ago. I don't know what came out, but I broke through. Glory to God. Come on. You can, that means you can break through by yourself. You just got to stay long enough. Take yourself out of the room if you need to, but just stay. Lock your door. Tell them to check on you every 30 minutes. But you cannot live without invoking his power. You cannot live on bread alone. You need a word that will empower you. And when you're empowered, there is no excuse of depression. There is no excuse of anxiety. There is no excuse of sickness. And listen to me, that power will enable you. The Bible says it will also do something to your mortal bodies. Can I help y'all understand? God is not the problem. He's able. We're just not willing. Tell somebody he's able. But we got to be willing. Glory to God. Let me prove that. How many of you know? Can I be honest with you? How many of you know there's more that God is calling you to do and be? Come on, come on, come on. Let, let's be honest. You know there. You know if you really pray like you're supposed to pray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you you know you you just know. But let me ask you something. Why we don't? Because we have to understand the factors that keep us from doing what we're supposed to do. Are y'all catching me? Especially men. We better invoke something because we got to cover our homes. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes there are adversarial license where we're not covered, covering. This spirit world will shock you. We give a lot of excuses in the body of Christ, and men of God know we just don't say the truth because people are not ready for the real truth because we're called to live spiritually. So it might have been something that it really wasn't, but we just act like it was because just to help people out. And, and I'm not saying that to, to bring a fright. I'm trying to help you understand that if we're going to walk this walk, we got to learn how to walk it in the way that he told us to walk it, which means you got to get to a place. I don't care how long does it take. I need something from God. You don't need to know the doctrine, the, the Hebrew, the, 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 uh, uh, um, the Greek of the Bible. You don't need to do that. You just need to accept what he already did. Well, you know, I'm not just, I'm not, you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a scholar. I'm not a big scholar. But I can be the scholar. You know why? Because I have him. 
That's why the religious leaders used to always look at Jesus' teachers and say, they are untrained, but we can tell they've been with Jesus. God is looking for some people who are not only looking for some logical doctrinal thing that can hold you, but he's looking for somebody that will look at that and push it to him. Are y'all catching me? Can you get with God that people can tell you've been with Jesus? Write this down. You are not what you say. You are what you pray. I'm trying to, look, I, I, I was going to give you something else, but I was like, Lord, I, I, I really want my church to grow and, and understanding what this thing really is. I really want them to understand what this really, how this really works. You are not what you say. You are what you pray. Which means if you're talking where you haven't prayed, it, 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 it might have little impact. But once you come out of some substance, you don't have to say much. You don't have to move much. God will be on your behalf and back you because of your altar. You will never push beyond your altar. Can I help you out with something? You can never be, go beyond an altar. What did I just say? You can talk around it. You can shout around it. And there's nothing wrong with none of those things. We do those things in expression of God. But if you don't understand altars, you can never override your altar. Which means when people hear you, they should hear an altar. When the devil, come on, the devil trims at your, trembles at your altar, not your words. That's why some in Jesus' name don't work. Peter said, the Jesus that I teach. Paul said, the Jesus that I teach, which means we might be teaching different Jesuses. Why? Because one is teaching the anoma, the character of God, and, and the other is, is still trying to, he has no sweat equity. He has no prayer equity. He has no divine equity in him, but he's trying to get through with its words. But this word that we have is supposed to provoke us to the person that we can gain the power to get the equity. So when we go out, we can manifest. Tell somebody, I'm ready to manifest. Are y'all catching this? Some of y'all look like y'all about to sweat. It's okay. We're going to keep invoking more and more. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Watch this, Ephesians 3, 17, and I'm going to get you out of here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You rooted and grounded in what? In love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, which surpasses what? Which surpasses what? Which means, watch this, until you come to God, you can't go beyond knowledge. The danger, watch this, because you have to understand the Bible says you will grow in knowledge in Christ. But the danger is you get knowledge without wisdom. So knowledge is a step because without knowledge you can't know him. 
But you can do a lot in knowledge because anointing can be provoked in knowledge. Y'all listen to me because you're going to need this. You ready? Anointing can be provoked in knowledge. All anointing is is expression. It's a capacity because you, of what you know. But believers, we stop at anointing, but anointing do not go deeper than authority. So I can be anointed for what I don't have authority for. Because authority comes through submission. Authority comes through what? Verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Watch this. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or according. Now, this is the key. Hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let's do that. Let, let, hold on. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Because we, we ready to do some stuff. Y'all ready? Watch this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and above all that we can ask or think. So he can do it. Can he do it? The problem is there's a condition. Tell somebody it's a condition. It's a condition. I, I didn't see that condition, but I'm learning it right now. Glory to God. The condition is according to the power, not in your neighbor, not in your spouse, not in your children, not in your pastor. According to the power that works within Which means if you haven't learned to invoke the power and sustain the power and dress in the power, let me ask you something. What are you going to get? I, I want you to understand the difference between your gain because you're hanging with Moses and your gain. The... The Israelites gained some stuff not because of their obedience. They gained it because Jesus loved them, but in accordance to Moses' obedience. Which means without God seeing Moses, it would have been hard for him to walk them through by themselves. So I want us to understand sometime we're going to gain, and I tell this all the time. I tell people when you come to this church, I, by default, I can clock it. You will gain. I can clock it because you're committed to the process. When you're committed to the process, you're walking with Moses. So as Moses, Moses get fed, you get fed. If Moses get a blessing, you get blessing. But there's a point when God is saying, I want to meet with them. And I don't want them to try to hide their faces because it wasn't for them. The goal was not for them just to follow Moses. The goal was them for them to come into liberty, license, and freedom. In submission to who I am. But with that, they got to learn how to carry what you've been carrying, Moses. Which means they're going to learn how to invoke power to walk on and walk in. To the power that works in us, which means everything that you're going to access is going to be according to the power that works in you. Let me ask you something. When you're walking the spirit life, you got to learn 
how to sustain the power. Are you sustaining the power of God? See, y'all going back to language again. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm sustaining. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you talking it. Have you come to learn to pull from God? Are y'all catching me? Men of God, you got to learn to pull from God. And the more you pull out of God, watch this, the more you have to navigate with, the more wisdom that you have to use, the more things you have to manifest. God has called us to be manifest, manifesting people. Somebody said we're manifesting people. Which means he never called you just to have a, just tell a story. It's time to come out of the story form into manifestation form. Come on, somebody. I don't want to just tell a story my whole life. I want to come into manifestation form. This is why, watch this, sometimes, how many of you believe that God can do miracles? How many of you believe that God, come on, how many believe that God can do some stuff that will blow your mind? Can I ask you a question? Why is not shown? Now, y'all like, man, pastor, you know, go ahead, all right. I, I like this one. Tell me why. One of the reasons why we don't have honor to honor what really brings change. So, for example, if I really prepared myself to come do a real power move, some, I might can't talk to everybody in the midst. Well, Jesus talked to everybody. <laughs> there is things about the power that we have to understand how to keep it. How many ever prayed and you just felt you had a little more strength than you? How many, how many, now, now how many of you ever went a little deeper and then you felt a little more? you like, I feel myself, but there's something that's weighty on me. Somebody said that's power. Now, the problem is you never learn to release it. But how many of you know there's a lot more there that you're supposed to get? But if you don't know the principles that govern to hold it, you can lose it easily. You'll lose it through a conversation. You'll lose it through popping on social media too quick. You'll lose it through, through some, something that you didn't even know, notice that it came by you, and now it's gone. And now you're trying to use a word for where power is supposed to bring forth. Are y'all okay with this? Let me close with this. God is really wanting us to understand this because a lot of us, we have gained a lot, but there's still a lot of things that are locked up because we're not learning how to invoke the power and hold the power. Are y'all hearing me? What if what you've done is just a, a snippet of what God wants to do in your life, in your mind, in who you are? God is not interested in just getting stuff to you. He's interested in getting through you change. Because when you change, everything around you comes to change by default. Are y'all catching me? The gospel is to change your life, not just to change your, 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 not just to change your situation. Are y'all catching me? If you change your life, your situation will always be changed. Are y'all catching me? Presence provokes power. And the more you get, 
the more access you have to walk in what he called you to walk in. Are y'all catching me? It is time for belief to rise up. When he says redeem the time, he's saying you can only redeem it with substance that I give you. Which means if you don't grow in substance this year, guess what? You can't redeem it. Because until you invoke the power that can overcome what was lost, the locust won't respect you. This is why when you hit certain realms, demons have to respect you. Because it's an altar now. Somebody says it's an altar. Which means you got to get an altar to take one down. How many of you ever had to overcome a, a generational curse? Generate something generational. Let me tell you something. Some of that is altars. The only way you're going to override that is if you get an altar. And the reason why the presbytery or, or the pastor can help you with that is because he has an altar. But God is not only calling you to go from his altar, he's calling you to your own altar. How many of you ready for your own altar? Come on, you're going to learn how to live on your own altar. You're going to learn how to live in your own altar. And when you say something, you don't care what demonic force try to do whatever. You're not, they're not a problem anymore. I think this witch is doing it. It doesn't matter. Because when you build an altar, all forces have to seize. If the witch, let her do what she want to do. I'm going to laugh at her. In fact, you even have power to take her out. We'll talk about that later. That's biblical. Not like God killed people. Right, let me leave y'all alone there. You have to understand the power and what it has to do with your life. This is not a just you go and pray. I'm trying to hold my tongue. This is not about just a petty pat prayer, Patty. That is not what this is about. This is about you understanding that I'm praying because I need a God that has more than I have. And when you show God that you can't do it no more, he's going to give you something of himself. And now when you come out of prayer, you come out in strength. And you say, I don't know what I feel like this. But now you start laying hands on your children. You start laying hands on your spouse. You start laying hands on your job. You start saying things that's not you. Now the earth has to respond. But it can't respond out of a pity pat prayer. Well, God, we just thank you for this. No, 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 no. Y'all all right with this? Are y'all ready to grow up a little bit? Come on. It's, the devil is not playing with you. This is why you got to stop playing with yourself. Oh, no. We, we go into warfare, casting down arguments. What am I arguing with? The devil is a liar. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. I'm arguing with myself, but guess what, self? You, I'm going to crucify self until you get it right. Come on, stand to your feet. Tell yourself I'm going to crucify myself until I get it right. I might not feel like it. I might not talk about it, but I'm going to stay here until my mind changes. How many are ready to stay till your mind changes? Come on. How many are ready to stay till your mind changes? Well, you know, I can't break through. That's all right. Put some music on. Don't leave until you break through. Find another scripture. Find another encouragement. You stay until power comes upon you. 
till power comes within you. Don't listen to me. This year, you can't talk about your problems like you talked about it last year. You're going to learn how to overcome them. The secret sauce is substance. I'm so sad that pastors don't teach you that. I'm so sad that men of God don't teach you that. The secret sauce, I'm giving you the secret sauce. It's called substance. You thought we prayed to get God better to do something. No, it's called substance. We know when we get do this, we get that. Jesus was trying to teach us that. He said, y'all are still untaught. I keep going to prayer and you still don't know where the power is coming from. Where's the power coming from? So why is not pointing to you? Why you got to be inspired to do it? Why you have to be told to do it? You got to be controlled to do it. Some of us, God is saying, I need you to be the mediator in your home. I need you to invoke the power. Can I be honest with you? Some of us lost some stuff because we didn't do what we were supposed to do in the power. How many of you know until you come into that power, what you say doesn't do much in realms? Which means the devil took some stuff from me, but he won't take it again. Because, see, you, see, devil, you my motivation. You know, listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to show you that you're not going to touch another bit and key of what God has for me. I'm not going to lose nothing else. I'm not losing my, come on, sometimes the enemy try to threaten your children in your mind. You say in the name of Jesus, hey, based on my altar. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus. We cancel every assignment over their life. Come on, over my children, over their future. I pray are prosperous. They will not be abused, misused, neglected. Never in their life. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give them praise. You got to learn how to invoke the power. What do we think we're using? That's what the grace is. Hayatala brostai. If you get some of that power, go lay hands on your children. Some of them might fall out. Because now you have substance from God. You're having a bad time? That's all right. There's an answer. Tell somebody, go in the room and get the cake. Get the cake. Get the cake. Tell somebody, get the cake. You just need the cake. That's all. So, hey, I got a problem. Hey, let me put it on. Hey, now I'm, I'm ready to go do some work. Hey. I, see, the problem is you haven't learned how to get the cake. You're trying to fight with it. I know how to fight this, what Jesus said, and then 2022. That's so good he said that, but that's not what he meant to invoke the power. He said, read that, but go still go back there. Now you go in here and say, oh, thank you that I read this. And God, you are right. See, this is what invokes the person. Stop searching the scriptures. Thinking it gives you internal life. It points to the person of power. This year, I'm not going to back down on my words. This is why I need believers to wake up. And it's time to stop being down and learn how to live up. But in order for you to learn to live up, you got to stop allowing things that's common to man 
to disrupt you. I call it the commonality of carnality, which means my conversations on this level, I got to grow up. That's easy stuff. I got to learn how to live in the realm of the spirit and deal with some things in principalities, in family, in generations. My children's children will be blessed because of what I'm invoking. Are y'all catching me? But you will not go beyond your prayer life. I'm not talking about your talk life. What is prayer? Prayer, watch this. Jesus says, seek and you will. Now this, uh, uh, let me teach this. I haven't taught this before. This is to help you. If Christ is in you, what we have learned in all, in all of our songs is trying to tell God to come down. I wish I can help somebody. Our songs actually keep us out of what the reality of the truth is. Not all of them. They sound good. But why would I seek God on the outside when he's in the inside? Which means when I'm in prayer, what am I seeking? I'm seeking what's in God come down. No, 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 no. I'm seeking God in me. So God, what is in me that's not like you? In the name of Jesus, thank you for who you, come on, see, I'm teaching you something. I'm trying to teach you how to pray. Some Lord, come now. There's nothing doing that because now you lose the, watch this, you don't have responsibility there. It's just waiting on him. That's easy. God, come down. And we just wait. We go to church and we keep waiting. I'm still waiting on God. He said the kingdom is within you. So the point to power, oh, the devil mad at this message. I'm telling y'all something. The point to power is when you can learn to seek within you. And the more you get in depth with you in agreement with him. Now that. You know why natural even leaders talk about time. This is why y'all got to be careful with this pity pat teaching stuff. You know what the danger is? How many of you know when you're really praying in the spirit, you can pray for hours? You know why? You're not praying in your own strength. Well, you know, it don't take all that. Be careful with people who say they don't take all that. They don't do all that. Are y'all catching me? Who don't want to spend time, more time with God? Let me tell you something. I'd rather spend more time with God than do something. Because God know the shortcut. Tell somebody, God know the shortcut. You can keep going a long way, but I'm going the shortcut. You might need that type of degree, but I'm going the shortcut. You might need that type of thing, but I'm going the shortcut. I have a God who provides and solidifies my life. And one who better tell pastor to stop for the children and I get in trouble with my wife. Glory to God. Give me some music. How many of you got something out of this? Are, are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you know, there, there's a godly anger in me because I, I'm really, there's a point where you get tired of, of the same old, same old. 
And, and I, I really pray that leaders, even today, and, and I don't talk about it, but, but we teach people how to access these realms. And that we submit to these realms. Some of us, God has been calling you to deeper prayer. But what's been holding you? What's been holding you back? Can I tell you something? Last night I was in prayer and I heard the, the spirit of the Lord say, son, the spirit of slumber is real. He said, the spirit of slumber is real. I said, God be the glory. I've been sleeping too. Because when you become a spiritual man, you know something. You can tell when something is keeping you weak. He said, what do you mean you're weak? You look strong. My strength is not your strength. My strength is his strength. And when you understand portion, you learn how to feed yourself accordingly. Are you feeding yourself accordingly? Lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Are you feeding yourself accordingly? God didn't want the church to be corrupted by natural so much so that we're still arguing with each other. He's saying, I, I, I want them to understand how to invoke my power. I made it accessible. You don't got to pay for it. He that begun the good work in you, I'm trying, I'm completing it in you, but I'm trying to complete it. Why? So you learn how to act, activate the power. You learn how to live in the power. I'm trying to teach you how to live with authority. I want to pray for you this morning that you come into your covenantal commitment. What is your covenantal consecration? It don't have to just be prayer, excuse me, fasting. It, it might be prayer. Some of you, you supposed to, listen to me. I'm not ashamed to tell you, you need to pray all the time. You need to pray all the, as much as you can, you need to be praying. I'm not talking about you, oh, I pray all day. No, 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 I'm not talking about that stuff. Oh, somebody pray for pastor for a second, because it, I'm not talking about the little stuff that we do. I'm talking about you getting somewhere alone with God as if you was in a relationship and you get naked before him and you go dive deep with him in intimacy and you don't leave until you come without with something. Tell somebody I'm not leaving until I get something. I'm not, I'm not leaving until God comes see about me. So this year, God is going to teach you how to walk in power. Your family don't need your words anymore. They need your power. Your spouse don't need your words anymore. They need your power. Your family don't need your words only. They need your power. When you walk out in power, you don't have to talk to them anymore. Watch this. They're going to look at you and respect you. They don't even know why they're respecting you. They see something about an aura coming from you. And they say, I don't know what it is, but something about you makes me obedient. Something about you makes me stand and say, ah. Oh. 
Come on, close your eyes, lift your hands. Pray to your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repeat after me, Father God. This morning, I surrender all to you. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. Anything that I'm holding on to, I let it go. Free and clear. Out of my hand. People, places, things, it got to go. Addictions, gone. I let it go. I release it right now. Right now. Because of my release. Hey, I grab hold to your power. I grab hold to your love. I grab hold to who you are, God. In Jesus' name. Come on, praise your God right now. Hey. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give God praise for a second. Tell, come on, God, thank you. Thank you for access. I can't do this by myself. You don't know I'm a crazy man without you. You don't know I would have lost it a long time ago. I can't take credit for this. It's by the grace of God. It's by his grace. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Turn it down for me really quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now a deeper commitment in 2021 that we will not take your walk with you lightly, but we will submit to the process of your spirit. And I declare that we're going to go deeper, that we can go higher. Because the more submitted we are, the more power we invoke. Principalities and powers will not override my way. It will not violate me anymore. Say this with me. I am not a victim, but I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. Come on, give him one more praise. Come on. Come on. I'm victorious. I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. Hey, greater is he that is in me. Why is that? Because I can access power. Than he that is in the world. The world is limited in their power. But you have authority behind your power. So from this day forward, you will walk in authority. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. At this moment, we're going to prepare to take communion, receive our communion. Hallelujah. How many ready to take that step with God? Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many of you know that the strength is in your stature? The strength is in your stature. It's not in your numbers. It's not in your stuff. It's in your stature. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. How many are ready to commit to your consecration mandate? How many are ready to commit to your consecration mandate? You know what that means? That some things are not optional. It means what? Why? Why, class? Why is it not optional? It's because I can't do this without that. Jesus himself, God in the flesh, prayed. God in the flesh, prayed. And we think we're going to overcome without it. So it's time to commit to our consecrated mandate. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. Stand to your feet if you can. Hallelujah. When we take communion, I want you to realize that everything that we are regarding as you receiving the grace and the power that you have access to is because of what Jesus already did. He died for us. He shed his blood for us. Let me ask you something. How hard is it would be die, to die for somebody you don't know? How hard would it be to die for somebody that you knew might not even choose you? You give your son up for somebody that might not even obey. This is why he said, yet you was bad, I still died. And this is why Jesus is the face of power, because when I see what he did for me, it causes me to go into real prayer. Because the goodness of God is what's leading me into real prayer of repentance. Because of what he's already completed for me, yet I didn't deserve it. Tell somebody I didn't deserve it, but he still did it. I messed up last week, the week before the last year, but he's still doing it. It's his goodness. Tell his goodness. His goodness. So I believe as you take this, I want you to know that it was finished for you. Say that with me. It's finished for me. Whatever struggle you're going through, whatever thing you're going through, whatever cycle you're going through, I want you to know it's finished for you. Which means you're gonna, not going to focus on the cycle. Guess what? You're going to focus on Jesus. And he's going to teach you how to walk out of the cycle. Do not focus on what you're not out of. Focus on him and he'll take it. He'll walk you out of it. You know, I said, no, no, no. That's not your problem. Keep focusing on him. Paul said, if I keep doing what I don't want to do, 
it's not me no more that's doing it. It's something in me that's doing it, which means I am not my sin. Say that with me. I am not. I'm not my sin. Ain't that, ain't that a glory to God? Which means it got to go. So, Father, as we take communion, we know that it's your goodness and your faithfulness towards us that deliver us and that have saved us, God. As we take this, God, we commit ourselves to the finished work. We thank you for who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name. You can turn it down just for a second for me. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three says, For I received from the Lord that what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given it, thank, he gave thanks, excuse me, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread, break, and eat. In the same manner, also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It's the new what? It's the new what? Which means you're not called to live in the old covenant. You're called to live in the new covenant. The new covenant of his blood. Which means you're not proving nothing to God. He's already proved himself to you. I'm going to say that again, which means you cannot prove nothing to God. He's already proved him lo his love for you, yet you are where you are. So you can learn to accept what he's done, not what you're doing. So when you take this, this is a sign that, God, I'm going to accept what you've done and not who I'm trying to be for you. Can you say amen? amen. Take and drink. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Can you give God a hand clap in this place? Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to now give our tithes and offering. Hallelujah. How many are blessed? Glory to God. I'm going to get you out of here to get your mashed potatoes and bean beans and gravy. Glory to 